I out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday, as some would say, although it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is in case you missed it. SMB stands for small and medium-sized business. I've been engaged with SMBs in various ways for over 20 years now, and I hope that you guys have been feeling the SMB love here on Fridays at talkradio.myc between me, Tommy DeMisa on Philanthropy and Focus, Jeremiah Fox in the Entrepreneurial Web, and Joseph Franklin McElroy on Wise Content Creates Wealth. Over the last two decades, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we are all so anxious to just get into the weekend and start partying and cut loose. These crucial pearls of wisdom are often overlooked and forgotten just in favor of our fun activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we like to discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German, so not just to play on words, people, the name of the show actually has some meaning. So free, freedom for the weekend, I feel it. I got my shades on. We're gonna get into this thing. We're talking about the power of progress over perfection today. As an entrepreneur, organizational skills come in very handy to manage and grow the SMB. Our special guest, she embodies the desire to help hectic professionals learn certain soft skills to be refreshingly energetic about what's on their plate, gain some confidence that the actions being taken represent progress and creating a lifestyle to be present in each and every moment. I think we can all realize nowadays there's no such thing as a perfect situation when you own, operate, or work for an SMB. It's helpful to eliminate any self-criticism and overwhelming feelings from daily life and really make the shift to efficiency, follow-through, and satisfaction. Really getting these basic skills, it frees up substantial amounts of time to do what you love most and really stay in what Kathleen calls the genius zone. Eliminating the friction that's typical when they aren't in place is a major stride towards peace of mind. Progress, not perfection. All adds up to a better bottom line and a reputation that exceeds expectations and most importantly, expectations of the people you're serving. So while we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is to use the insight on the SMB landscape, take it, harness it, come back to work Monday morning and create some impact. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand. In my travels, products change every single day, both personal and business. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping focus on your process. It's going to help you achieve your goal. If you do that, the right products will be there. I promise you, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have a great show for you today. We're talking with Kathleen Day, founder at Five Out of Five. So quick backstory on Kathleen. She's one of those people who was born with it. Sometimes around sometime around first or second grade, shortly after she learned the superpower of skills of telling time and writing, she started creating 48-hour schedules for housekeeping and childcare for her entrepreneur parents. I, I think that's great. So building on the skills you know, over decades of just being in the trenches, you know, working for Wall Street and database design and sales and design training at a custom closet franchise, it was all about organizing, corporate event management, always about organizing. Driving force was always to create order out of chaos, coordinate all the moving parts into some type of streamlined process. Kathleen believes professional excellence is built on the foundation of personal skills. Five out of five is dedicated to delivering proven frameworks for learning and integrating the many soft skills that are critical to that foundation. Efficiency and time management, organizing and maintaining an effective work environment, systems for storing and retrieving documents and digital information, strategic thinking and project management, developing appropriate systems and protocols for managing workflow. <sighs> Kathleen says, you don't have to be born with it. Organization is a skill that can be learned. And it would be her pleasure to hold the back of the bike while you get the balance you deserve. She also put a, put a quote up in here that says, think like a person of action, act like a person of thought. I love it. Kathleen's a phenomenal person to discuss our topic. She uh, also is going to lay some answers on me for my favorite questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist who plays it? Before we get to all that, 
sit by my fire pit for a few minutes, sit, relax, talk a little bit about my thoughts, my story on the topic of the day. I've always been a messy desk is a sign of genius type, but it definitely has its limits. Uh, organization, organizational chaos, organized chaos, if you will. Uh, it's a fun thought, but if you really want your efforts to be scalable and more profitable and quantifiable, you need to really create consistent process and always try to improve little by little. No such thing as perfection, right? Many efforts that re revolve around best practices and my travels out there, they have similar bones behind them. You know, you have to define what the struggle is or the problem that you're looking for a solution for. You got to organize your team and the strategy to get moving on the solution. You got to formalize the approach, whether it's documented by one page, 10 pages, 150 pages, or 1,500 pages, like some pieces of regulation and legislation that come about out there. You have to implement the solution, and then you have to monitor progress, not perfection, progress. No such thing as perfection out there. It's the pursuit of perfection. I accepted a long time ago that there is no perfect solution. There's no perfect job. There's no perfect life, but there's the pursuit of perfection, which is where the progress lies. Sometimes people forget that solutions don't have to be perfect because nothing's perfect, but there is always room for progress, advancement, learning, Kaizen, if you will, the uh, concept of continuous improvement. This is all stuff that, you know, people need to embody, especially these days. Things are changing out there at a rapid rate. Uh, situations that we've never encountered before are coming up. So got to be able to think on your feet. So there's a book that I had read uh, going back about 10 years now that made me think of a lot of my talks back and forth with Kathleen and Five Out of Five. Uh, the book is called From Procrastination to Production. Seven Steps to Change Your Life Now. It's by a gentleman named Jeffrey Combs, trainer, mastermind, coach out of uh, Northern California. But a couple of things I'm going to share with you guys from this book. There's a, a section that says perfection or mastery. No matter what you do, you will never be 100%. This isn't about being 100% anything. This isn't about being the best. This is about being your best. You will always have challenges. You will always have ups and downs. However, your ability to bounce back will determine whether you are barely in the game or whether you master the game. You are brilliant. You are already perfect. Your soul is having human experiences. You are exceptional. You have what is required. You have the guts. You have the juice. You have the G-A-M-E game, baby. Most of you just haven't played it yet. You haven't committed and you haven't decided. The good news is that each and every day you're granted a new gift called time that equals 86,400 seconds or 1,440 minutes. When it comes to production and procrastination, one liberates you, one intoxicates you. The liberation from production, from a task well done, from receiving a reward, a paycheck, a payment, an override bonus, or a big check from a task accomplished, from walking across the stage, getting an award, getting a hug from a teammate or a family member, all exhilarating to experience. On the other hand, the intoxication we derive from procrastination, the guilt, the shame, the overriding feelings of unworthiness. I'm not good enough. I can't believe I've done it again. It's so big, I can't possibly start, is one of the biggest challenges with procrastination. A lot of times that happens when you're trying to be perfect instead of focusing on making little pieces of progress. He goes on to describe different types of procrastinators in here. And this one always resonates with me. I think of my, my mother, God bless her. Uh, this one's called neurotic perfectionism. There are two forms of perfectionism, practical perfection and neurotic perfection. You can be neurotic in your own perfection. You can be absolutely organized, detailed, neurotic perfectionist. Well, there's, there's a lot of details here. Uh, it suffice to say, if your desire for perfection keeps you from production, though, then there's a high probability that's, that it's neurosis. If you can turn neurotic perfection into a practical perfection that rewards you, a task well done, feeling good about a situation... Uh, meticulous in certain areas, not quite OCD, but you know, borderline sometimes, it might even be healthy. But if you're so neurotic that you can't even start, 
if you're so neurotic, you can't leave. People who are afraid of flying or driving a car or leaving their house, agoraphobia, these are also symptoms of procrastination, right? So you got to be able to get moving and make the progress. One other thing I want to share from here says routine daily tasks may not seem like goals, yet simple situations like finishing laundry, taking out the trash, getting the groceries, walking the dogs, and exercising are actually sub-goals within the main goal of maintaining a level of daily order. And be assured that daily order will definitely show up in your career or your enterprise. Life imitates business and business imitates life. I believe in that very wholeheartedly. If you have bad habits in your life, those habits, unfortunately, will follow you into all of your endeavors. But don't despair. Every single one of us has the ability to transform rapidly. The Latin definition of prosperity is in the flow. Procrastination occurs when small steps towards larger goals are avoided. Procrastination is neutralized when small steps are consistently implemented with a greater purpose in mind and a clear, manageable, attainable goal as the desired outcome. I thought this was important to share with you guys this morning because it speaks a lot about the pursuit of perfection and really realizing the progress along the way. We're going to take a break in just a moment, but I wanted to share a couple of quick thoughts uh, from Kathleen because she has an upcoming article that's uh, all, all about this topic and more. It says why discipline is the wrong goal. It talks about shifting from the all or nothing to the experience of making progress. How can you start and maintain a realistic approach to this? You can strive to copy the success strategies other, others use, but should you? Again, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for someone else. Is prioritizing discipline proving to be more of a bottleneck than a bridge to success? The real job description of discipline is to help you do one thing, follow through. So again, discipline can be good if it keeps you on the guardrails to get you to your goal. But if it's rigid discipline that's looking for perfection, that's unattainable, that's keeping you from taking steps forward, then it can be problematic. So we're going to be right back with Kathleen Day, founder of 5 Out of 5 on Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back to Always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're going to be talking with Kathleen Day, founder of Five Out of Five, uh, organizational help for small, medium-sized businesses, coaching, supporting hectic, profe- hectic professionals to achieve their unique standards of professional excellence, helping them elevate their performance to five out of five stars across all areas of life and business. Kathleen, such a great pleasure to have you here today. I can't hear you. You got to unmute. Technology. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yes, yes. So <laughs> it's really great to be here. It's big fun. Um, you know, you could tell that procrastination, uh, perfection, all these things, these concepts have been kind of milling around for decades. And, <laughs> and I think as we were talking about before we went on air, it's kind of we're in that pendulum swing of moving from where perfection used to be the standard and a crazy work ethic. And now we're like, okay, you got to protect the asset. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do smaller chunks. That kind of thinking is, is the phase I think of um, organization that we're in right now. And a lot of people know that they really need a tune up. (laughs) It's amazing how it could be looked at as kind of a new concept and a new thought. Yet there's a, an old quote. I remember uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Something like that, yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. So this is, Kathleen, this is the method part of the show. This is where we like to talk about, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? And someone as organized as yourself, I love this with with folks like you because, you know, right on your site, right on, on all of your collateral, there's, you know, a couple of very succinct bullet points. You know, you're helping people organize their office, manage their time implement their systems. These are like some of the crucial core aspects of being for SMBs today. So, you know, lay it on us. You know, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? You know, talk to me. Yeah, well, uh, these particular areas are, they are like hidden, in the, the issues that are hidden in plain sight. You deal with these parts of your business operationally every single day. And they're either um, kind of like driving your car, for example, you're not thinking about your tires until you get a flat. And, you know, when you're in your office and it's really functioning well and it's visually uh, attractive as in not a distraction, you know, you have no siren call of stacks of papers saying, do me, do me, <laughs> you know, it's like built in distraction. Uh, and so, or your systems, you finally land a client and you can't find for the life of you where you put that perfect contract that you wrote for the other guy a couple months ago. So you spend a lot of time looking. Um, Your office, I I wrote an article I haven't published yet, but it's basically why Johnny can't file. (laughs) And Johnny can't file because if Johnny files it, he's never going to find it. (laughs) So, um, you know, we, we kind of tolerate in a way, I'm going to punch a push back a little bit on the messy desk as a sign of genius. Yeah, if you're Einstein. <laughs> uh, for everybody else, it's, it can be a problem. So these areas of your visual display, what you, you know, garbage in, garbage out, what you see is what you get. If you're confronted with chaos, it takes a toll. It kind of shreds your focus a little bit. If you are you know, same thing for digital information. If people have a haystack method of paperwork on their desk, like, oh, I have this, I'm going to need this piece of paper. Where should I put it? Uh, I'm going to put it here for now. And then all of a sudden you got 12 here for now piles, <laughs> which I call the haystack method. Um, 
And uh, so they're kind of hidden in plain sight and your, your schedule, your chronic overbooking, your chronic avoidance with, with uh, SMBs, like especially when you're starting out and, and you're in pursuit of that sales and profitability factor. Um, a lot of things get kicked to the curb, but what's most common, uh, well-being, <laughs> taking care of yourself, um, community, and leisure. So these are things that are optional when you're starting out somehow, uh, which is kind of okay. I mean, I'm not really prescriptive about don't do that. Um, I know you've got to do what you got to do from being in business myself, but it can't be, you got to have an end game to that. You have to have an exit strategy for this is all I'm doing um, and take care of yourself. As uh, the guy who wrote the book, Essentialism, I can't remember his name right now, Greg McEwen, I think. Uh, his, a, a quote I love from him, it's just basically a page that says, protect the asset. Yeah, um, I, I think it goes right there with that, all, it can't be the all or nothing philosophy, right? It's a life is yes. not, life is not scripted that way. I, I wrote out a training for some folks a couple of months back, actually, that if 2020 taught us anything, it's that life is not scripted. It's like anything that you yeah. thought you could take a template and, re and replicate it that way, you still need to be able to think on your feet. And that comes with little bite-sized improvements on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes, yes. But so here's, let me circle back to the method itself. So most people, um, most business owners are already getting a lot done. Yes, but it's happening like a cacophony, you know, like all the different instruments tuning up, playing their own notes. It's, it's like not really a coordinated effort. And symphony is what you want because that cacophony mode kind of, it robs you of the experience of accomplishment. When you don't have um, an idea of what progress looks like, you can't experience it. So it's like flailing in the undertow. <laughs> oh my God, I have so much to do. And uh, where's the shore? How do I get back there? That, <laughs> uh, you know, so the first step that I employ across all my workshops, all my work with private clients is what's the baseline? Let's hit the pause button. Let's get to the exact pieces that have to be handled and taken care of. And I'll tell you something about the backlog in a moment. But now you could say, oh, well, I know how to make a to-do list, but this is not a to-do list. This is a structured uh, business as it happens kind of uh, list. So it's got silos. So for example, um, administration, finance, customer experience, technology, HR, these are all, you could consider them the departments of your business. And it's really important and effective and incredibly valuable to create your inventory of the open items by department or bucket. I call them domains for action. Um, so your business buckets are really the critical first framework to create, which is a useful exercise in itself because you really like taking stock of what, what, what do I do around here? <laughs> what are the headings for the moving parts? And that's like, as far as I can tell, it's the only way to really get access to what there is to do. And I have a few models that I show in, in various, um, uh, workshops and stuff, and people kind of get afraid of all the categories and components. And when you see it in a visual display, it can be a little daunting, but guess what? You're already doing all that stuff. You're already there. Yes. <laughs> yes. So don't fear the model. Um, so it helps you to create that inventory. And What's also useful about the inventory is uh, in the 10 or 11 years that I've been uh, doing this, this work officially, not since the second grade, but um, <laughs> I've, um, people uh, 
I've, so I've taken some surveys and stuff and the number one source of overwhelm, like what causes my crazed, hectic, overwhelmed experience in life is the undone, the incomplete, the backlog, the loose ends. So it's not so much that, you know, you've got to make a sale. Uh, it's not so much that you've got to deliver on that service or product, whatever you're offering people. Um, it's that all the other things, the competing priorities that are flood in constantly, it's just shreds effective action. Um, and sometimes too many choices, it can paralyze people and mobilize people. Uh, so, you know, and I, I, I kind of have a different take on procrastination, which I'll tell you a story in a minute. But so that's, that's the first piece. You got to get the baseline created. The other value of having a framework that has the departments or buckets of your business all the open items kind of in a silo uh, of each of those departments is now you've got a snapshot of all the moving parts, all the things that could, could have been bouncing around your head like a pinball machine. Uh, yep. It's the most ding wins. You know that, oh, let's do that. <laughs> um, but it gives you a, a visual display that you can now choose wisely. <laughs> Because you could see things in comparison, comparison to other things. And when your brain is able to have that full picture, you can kind of zero in on, whoop, that's the thing I got to do first. Okay, I thought I had to do this and that first, but now that I look at everything, I see this would make the biggest difference right now, and then that thing. And then that whole notion of progress is what happens now. Because... You can methodically, systematically start doing the strike through of these items. Now you know where you are in terms of progress. And the brain likes that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, perfection flies out the window. It's no longer an issue. The, you know, when you're making progress, when you're moving the ball up the court, it's like, you know, you go to the gym a few times and you might not be buff, but you're damn proud you went. <laughs> really what it's like to just start done, 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 even the littlest things. So that baseline is mission critical. Uh, and to a person, I've been doing this exercise with clients for 10, 11 years. And people think, oh, I have a thousand things to do. You create the framework, you do the inventory, kind of a brain purge of all the open items, which includes backlog, current, future plans, should have done it, et cetera. Um, little, little pieces to big pieces. And it's shocking to a person, there's relief. Like, oh, that's all there is. Oh, okay, I, that's manageable. I hope you guys are taking some insights from this. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with Kathleen Day founder of five out of five organizational wizard stay with us you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower hey everybody it's tommy d the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Kathleen Day, founder of Five Out of Five, organizational wizard, organizational geek. We got some great insight into the method behind the madness in the first segment, but I am relatively certain there is some madness that surrounds Kathleen and her, and her efforts around uh, these initiatives with SMB owners and their uh, management and employees. Uh, you know, taking it back to something we, you were just saying, Kathleen. I thought it was a very you know, progressive, if you will, point that you know, it doesn't matter if you're a retail business or not. Inventory control applies to everybody. It's a different type of inventory control when you're dealing with professional services types of business. But if you're taking stock of you know, the, the, most, you know, the biggest priorities as it relates to at administration, finance, technology, HR, all of that, you know, there's, that's inventory control. That's, that's a great point. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's the, like the inventory of the backlog uh, where all the, uh, where, where many ideas, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of anti-information because we're such, it's part of our issue with being organized right now is that uh, we're such high level consumers of information, but what do we do? We send it to the warehouse to do, to, which is like the biggest black hole in the universe. And I call it later. <laughs> later is a black hole. It doesn't exist. Stop saying it. And, uh, you know, if you take it out of your vocabulary, well, I mean, there's a whole backstory and a whole way to approach that, which is what I definitely do in, in um, the schedule mastery workshop uh, mm-hmm. and work with private clients. But yeah, it is. It's like a mental inventory. You're absolutely right. Yep. It, it goes right along with that that haystack method, which I also uh, <laughs> love that you said that and can intimately relate to it. Unfortunately, uh, the twelve <laughs> yes. the twelve different haystack piles of oh yeah, I'll just put this here for now. But right. it's yeah, later just becomes never because we're all so freaking busy in our daily lives and pandemic living and homeschooling and. Uh, puppy training, which my guy's finally going to be uh, a year old next month. But, you know, this is the madness part of the show here, Kathleen, where, yeah. you know, we talk about the the artistic observational part of your work, stories that you have, you know, you have some articles that are about to be published that go right along with them. No subject too taboo. Anything goes. We don't need to you know, compromise client confidentiality, but I thought your seminars, your workshops, if you will, that you're really, you know, doing intensely these days, they're a good testament to this. You know, the office makeover in a weekend goes right, right there with your organizing your office. The uh, schedule mastery goes in there with the, um, you know, managing your time, the back office build out systems and procedures, which, you know, there's a, there's a lot there goes yeah. into the implementing your systems, but then also you have digital information workshop. And I, I definitely wanted to hear some about this because I'm seeing a lot of this where being a good virtual presenter and dealing with things all virtually and having your best brand and digital presence is 
tantamount to like everything right now to all of these SMBs. So, you know, lay it on us. What's some of the madness that you've seen out there and experiencing lately? Well, you know, <laughs> um, I only recently instituted the digital information organization uh, component because I was doing it a particular way, you know, my email, you know, the, that whole structure, that framework that I talked to you about um, uh, in the last segment is really what I call a multifunction model. And it's a great notion to train your business brain to think about everything that there is to do, all these buckets and silos of, of like, because I'll tell you a secret sauce Um just keeping like items together, like if you took all those 12 piles on your desk and separated them, triaged them into the departments of your business, you would be, it would be a game changer. You would be way ahead of the game. So you don't have to become Martha Stewart or, you know, some Uber organized person, just do that. And you've gone a long way. So the same thing applies to um, how you parse out your time and how you manage your digital information. So the office makeover workshop definitely includes a way to file so that you it's consistent with your business operations, not the alphabet, not uh, you know some obscure, make up a new label for each folder every time you file it away, but something <laughs> consistent and a reliable system. So when it comes to digital information, uh, people, I had a, you know, the, Technology kind of lets you take a lot of shortcuts, but then it can really undermine you. Yep. Uh, one, one client with a Mac who who did all kinds of graphics. I mean, practically her business model included generating a variety of graphics and quotes and all that kind of thing. And she would just every day at the end of the day kind of somehow, I guess I don't have a Mac, but I guess you can just sort of whoop condense it all and turn it into this dated folder. So everything on the desktop go whoop, you know, just be condensed into this folder. But find something, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's the same principle as the paperwork. You know, you have to know what your buckets are. And um, you get kind of got to do that Russian nesting doll technique, which is yep. uh, clients and then Nested inside of that is each client's name. And then nested inside of that is uh, the appointments, whatever. You have to structure it in a way that makes sense for you. How would you be looking for it when you're ready to, when you're ready to find it? That's how you have to kind of anticipate. Um, so, for example, uh, something I just instituted uh, last year is in doing talks, presentations, workshops, I would generate a slide deck and each slide deck would have its own set of graphics. So what I did is I created a folder for, for that particular talk or whatever I was doing that had images and I would label it um, time workshop images. But then when I'm all done with that presentation, I take that folder and I pop it up into my master image folder. So that everything, all the images are in one place, clearly labeled. Uh, and I, you also have to drill down to say, here's what it is. It's my, um, you know, my uh, crystal ball, my uh, pants on fire, my, you know, just <laughs> what it is. <laughs> you got to call things what they are. Because um, that's likely, at least in my world, that's how I remember them. And um, I, like 20 years ago, I took a picture of uh, some kittens I rescued in a cat tree. So I have kittens in a tree, you know. <laughs> so, I got, I'm really curious what the pants on fire folder has on it now. That's, that's, that's very interesting to me. But uh, the, the whole concept of train your business brain, that's awesome to me. Like it's, you, have some, you have some awesome little like catchy phrases here. I love it. So, yeah. you know, train your business brain. I think one thing that gets missed here, though, is that at the core, we're all people. And that's why I like the people first type of mentality, because what turns your brain personally is a lot of times what's going to turn your brain in the business world, too. 
I'm a big yes. believer that people buy on emotion, and especially if you're talking sales and business development, people buy on emotion and then they justify it with logic. I agree with your sentiment wholeheartedly that technology is awesome and I love technology. I love staying abreast of you know what's new and hot, but it can give you shortcuts, but it also undermines you. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one it's again it's one of those hidden in plain sight daily interactions that we have with these operational components of business that you want to and so the point is uh, training your business brain is your filing uh, and flow, your business systems, your uh, time management and your digital information all have to have the same headers. You know, the same buckets, the same silos, the same um areas so that you're consistent no matter where you look and what you're doing in your business it's the same category you're not searching so, you know i 10 years ago the statistic for how much time people spend looking for things was like it accumulated into <laughs> your life out of your year so now i'm sure it's even worse yeah yeah. The, the more ways that we have to communicate also, which is something, especially in the virtual environment, like between all the different chat functions and Microsoft yes. Teams and Zoom that we're on right now, in, in a lot of ways, the more ways people have to communicate, the less yeah. they communicate. It starts to create like <laughs> too many different places to be like checking for things and looking for things. And, you know, yes. it's it, again, like I, I'm totally with you. You need a little bit more central base of operation. And again, when you rely on the technologies for too long, you start to forget what's driving the, the you know the bus like what's moving yeah. the cheese everyone's focused on the shiny mouse trap that that just helps them clean everything up yeah so, so i just want to underscore that the beauty of the the workshops and the work that i do is that it is really just one or two frameworks and it can drive everything and it can help you to catch up which is the second part of the um, second piece of the methodology. Get that baseline, figure out what the reality check is, and then start that whole check the boxes, cross things off. That is the experience of catching up, which begins to reduce the overwhelm, which helps you to make wiser choices and frees you up. Because um, that overwhelm, by the way, is... I would say one of the madness moments in the business was when I realized in working with private clients that what I was actually coaching on was their decision-making logic. Absolutely. You know, and exactly what you said a, a few minutes ago that you can't separate the person from the business. So the influences, whether they be uh, an insecurity or a, um, you know, subordination of certain things, one thing's more less important than the other. These are all influences in whether you're going to make that call or uh, attend a meeting or follow up on your marketing or, you know, do get your data entry and do your taxes, you know, that everybody has a relationship to those kinds of activities that's personal skills based. And, you know, it's really like um, the skill here is identifying priorities and making trade-offs. It's not about, you know, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Procrastination per se. It's really about, do I have the wherewithal to make the proper trade-off? Is future self in charge or my pleasing moment right now? Yeah, I, I love it. It's got to be forward thinking, especially in the SMB world. It's if you're not growing, you're dying. There ain't no third direction. So that's why it's, you know, pri first priorities, secondary priorities, tertiary priorities, yes. all important to keep them on the radar. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back with Kathleen Day, founder of Five Out of Five here on Always Friday. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges 
business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back to Always Friday. It's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Kathleen Day, founder at 5 Out of 5, organizational geek, organizational wizard, helping SMBs getting the best of the best out of themselves, keeping organizational methods, uh, implementing the right systems, managing the time, organizing the office. If you guys love SMB discussion, by the way, stay on talkradio.myc. We got Jeremiah Fox and the Entrepreneurial Web coming up here right after Always Friday. But to wrap things up with Kathleen Day here, Kathleen, this is the message part of our show. We really want to you know, give listeners the, the weekend insight they need to make a Monday impact. And I, I got to tell you, this, is, this has been one of the most insightful shows that I, that I feel like I've, I've had in a while. Like you have so many, like almost everything you said was insightful to me. It's crazy. Like it's just ways that things that I'm thinking about that I feel like I know deep down, but the way that you've articulated it is awesome. And I think that every SMB out there listening is, you know, they really have something to gain here. Your schedule and day-to-day actions create the experience of being energized, confident, and present. That's the five out of five mission, effective in the moment, and we'll get ahead of the game. So I saw that, uh, you know, online out about you and about five out of five out there, but, you know, lay it on us. If you would wrap up, you know, everything in a nice gift wrap package with a bow today, you know, what's the insight that everyone should take away to make the best Monday impact? Um, Stop thinking about getting organized as something to do. Start thinking about the experience. What would your life be like as a business owner if you weren't dealing with the friction and pitfalls of disorganization? So it really is an experience of nobody wants to be organized, really. (laughs) We do want to be efficient. We do want to Uh, have self-trust and follow through. We do want to be able to be calm and precise and on time. And, you know, that's what five out of five was really created uh, as a pursuit of excellence, but not on external standards. What's your standard? What would give you a five out of five day? What, what, how would you elevate your performance? What would you do not do? What would you tweak and clean up? Um, and put a structure around uh, to make your day a five out of five day or, you know, an area of your business. So get yourself connected to the experience, the purpose and value and take some workshops. I mean, I'm kind of tooting my own horn, but I have really distilled the essence of this work into a completely approachable, customized way to get your self together. 
I, I couldn't agree more. It is, it's more about the journey and the experience than it is about looking at it as a to-do list item because I, I'm right there with you. Nobody necessarily wants to be organized. They want to be efficient. They want to be calm. They want to be scalable. They want to be profitable. They want to be impactful. But if you look at it as a to-do list item, it's something where you're almost you know, really striving for perfection of being organized and you're never going to be perfect. I know I'm sure as hell never going to be perfect, but uh, if I can get some progress going and really visualize the experience of my day to day, you know, feeling like I'm, I'm just having a better overall experience. That's where the magic is. That's where the progress is. Yeah. So Kathleen, this has been an absolute pleasure. I can't thank you enough for joining us here today. We're going to share your answers to your three questions with the audience today so that uh, they can get a, they get a quick peek behind the curtain for who you are as a person real quick. So um, again, my favorite three questions, who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What is your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument and the artist who plays it? So diving right into it, there was no hesitation here. Uh, I ask, you know, my guests this question all the time. Kathleen's favorite movie, TV show, and, you know, literary character, if you will, is none other than Sherlock Holmes. And there's so many different Sherlock Holmes these days. <laughs> I had the original one I wasn't able to get Kathleen's face on. I do like to take my guest face and superimpose them onto their answers for uh, those of us just uh, tuning into the Always Friday world. But uh, yeah, no, I love Sherlock Holmes. I love solving mysteries. I love solving problems. And I know that, uh, you know, you, you can look at some of the folks that you do your coaching and, and you know, organizational workshops with as somewhat of an enigma. So uh, I like the uh, the Sherlock Holmes type of mentality for sure. I couldn't resist this picture from the Robert Downey Jr. character where it says, should I answer uh, chronologically or alphabetically? Yes. Now I see the connection there. Yeah. Uh, what I love about Sherlock is he sees things that are hidden in plain sight. So it kind of stimulates me to be curious, observant, more into the details, look for the clues, <laughs> that kind of work. Yeah. So it's kind of the business I'm in, when you're in any kind of a change uh, mechanism business, uh, that's the mindset you got to be in. <laughs> I agree that a lot of these issues for SMBs are things that are hidden in plain sight. So I think that's a phenomenal analogy as well. And in case I didn't tell you, I do like to join my guest wherever I can. So uh, there's the, I love Will Ferrell and, and John C. Riley. That's a, not necessarily the best version of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson there, but uh yeah, I, I did think that for visual, uh, you know, visual purposes, it's always kind of fun. I'm big fans of those actors. So, uh, moving right along to the favorite movie, this is a this was a new one for me, and I, it was the second time it was uh, thrown up there to me. So I, I am going to try to make an effort to uh, see it this weekend if I can. There's a movie called Arrival that came out in 2016, sci-fi yeah. movie which uh, follows a linguist that's enlisted by the army to discover how to communicate with extraterrestrial aliens who have recently arrived on earth before tensions lead to war. And I thought this was funny for you, Kathleen, because sometimes it might feel like you are trying to communicate with extraterrestrials when you're trying to get people to realize the best version of themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> they do talk in sign language. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, you know, it's with Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner and uh, Forrest Whitaker. So have a couple of pictures here of, of Miss Kathleen, you know, trying to communicate with the alien life forms. And uh, I also have a picture of me on uh, my face on Jeremy Renner's body, just because he works out a hell of a lot more than I do. So I couldn't resist. But, uh, you know, get, get moving right along to the favorite instrument. This is this is a great one instrument. My uh, my my grandfather, my late grandfather, professional musician, uh, used to play himself the accordion. So I got a picture of uh, Kathleen play, playing the accordion here as well. Um, you know, as far as the favorite artist goes, it, Kathleen didn't necessarily say they were her favorite artists, but right away, without hesitation, she uh, rattled off two artists who are near and dear to my heart, and they are uh, Weird Al Yankovic, so big favorite of mine from my childhood, and uh, Billy Joel. I like to play the piano, so... Billy Joel, the piano man, always, always a, a great one for me. Wasn't able to get your uh, face onto these fine uh, folks over here, but 
I did uh, get both of our faces on a little street performer uh, act here where you're playing the accordion and I'm playing the guitar. I think uh, we would make some beautiful music together. I do thank you for joining me here today. I do believe this was a lot of beautiful music for listeners to really gain. A lot of insight here to make some Monday impact. If you guys want to learn more about Kathleen, uh, visit 5outof5.com. That's the number five. O-U-T-A-5, number five again, dot com. Look her up on social media. She's there. If you can't find her, you're using the wrong internet. Um, Kathleen, once again, great pleasure to have you on here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I do play the accordion myself. Do you really? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, when I when I have the fortunate opportunity to see you in person after all of this, then yes. I, I look forward to hearing that. I'm a big fan of live music, and I've been deprived of it during the whole pandemic here. So I would love to see that. Uh, coming up next week on Always Friday, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, your SMB's digital playbook. SMBs need to make technology work for their teams to accomplish a lot of the organizational goals. Too often with the technology side, I see people using the ready, fire, aim strategy. Very concerning, much better practice to deploy some tested systems, strategies, and shortcuts so that you can rapidly power up the customer activity you need, address the market demands, and reliably, reliably fuel your business. We're going to be joined by Jacob Griscom. He's Chief Business Development Officer at R&B Communications. Uh, Jacob and team, they start with an in-depth understanding of the business, and they use it to create a custom playbook that you can use internally, or you can hire them to actually execute for your SMB. Until then, thank you for joining us for Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend and stay tuned for Jeremiah Fox and the Entrepreneurial Web. Bye, everybody. at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph 
Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 